Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Slowly. Before we get started, uh, I don't think we mentioned this at all, but if you listen in like Apple Podcasts or anything like that, be sure to leave a review and that lets other people know they should listen to our podcast. Oh, no, we've never mentioned this. <laughs> so yes, that is an important thing. Or tell your friends to also listen to this wonderful podcast. Because we're awesome. You're awesome. Everyone's awesome. Especially you, our listener. Yay. <laughs> In any case, <laughs> on that awkward note, uh, I have a question for you today. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> She's always so excited. Uh, and that question is, what is eczema? Eczema. Eczema. The thing that made my life horrible. I mean, miserable. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that at all or nah? Sure. So, uh, so what is eczema? I mean, I've always known eczema as a sort of some sort of skin condition, but mm-hmm. I never really know. I like I don't know anyone who has this until recently. I experienced it myself. You became the one you know who I, has it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I became the one, and it's uh, it's miserable. Let's just say that, like. It's a type of skin rash that you develop, and um, there's really no cure for it, and there's really no, like, cause for it. Like, th- there is a cause, but we don't, like, you don't really know what the cause there's is. There's no singular cause. Yeah, exactly. Anything can contribute to having eczema or allergies. Like, it's all lumped in that big and under that one umbrella, you know, allergies, eczema, asthma. Your immune system being stupid. Exactly. Pretty much that's what it is. So eczema or the, uh, I guess the medical term would be atopic dermatitis. And it's usually, it's just referring to the inflammation of your skin. And what contribute to eczema, it's normally there's two factors. Like you have a very weak skin barrier mm-hmm. and then your immune system then goes out of whack mm-hmm. because of this weak skin barrier and when you have a weak skin barrier meaning like you have a scratch or a cut that's open bacteria or viruses or you know these pathogens, al- pathogens allergens that get inside your skin and then your body's like oh you have this foreign things coming in then your immune system starts to overreact. Mm-hmm. And it produces uh, these type of proteins that are called uh, cytokines. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty much an inflammatory proteins that like helps with regulating, or not regulating, but it helps your cells communicate mm-hmm. a, a, with like among each other, but at the same time, it also causes inflammation. Mm-hmm. And I know that inflammation is a way of causing a localized fever. So if you've ever like put your hand on mm-hmm. a part of your skin that is inflamed, you'll notice it is much warmer. Mm-hmm. And that's the body's way of like hyperheating a certain part of your body. So that way, anything that kind of crept in, uh, its ability to... Um, get to, rid of it no its ability to do anything is hampered so that's why your body like creates yeah. a fever for itself uh, but instead of a whole body fever it's just a very localized uh fever and that's why things are red because there's a lot more blood circulation in that area to kind of heat it all up 
Right. <laughs> Just adding that little tidbit. <laughs> okay. So that's what happens when you have eczema is that, you know, and it's it usually, at least in my case, it started with itching skin. Mm-hmm. Like my skin was itchy. So I started scratching and my nails probably cut my skin at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And then bacteria from under my nails probably got underneath. And then that's what causes all this like inflammation. And usually what happens is, um, so your your immune cells sends out like picks up these pathogens like oh there's foreign things here so it reacts so it produces these cytokines uh, proteins which then helps with you know like getting rid of these bad things mm-hmm. but what happens is in cases where eczema or allergies and things like that happen is because your your immune system is a little bit overactive. It mm-hmm. constantly produces these type of proteins, even though maybe at some point there's no more pathogens or no more harmful things that could harm you. And so I guess for a typical person that does not have eczema, whenever like a minor skin uh, breakage occurs, mm-hmm. like the body bacteria would not even be able to penetrate the body even at that stage. Well, it could. It, would... it could. That's where you get like infections and stuff like that. But like... The amount of proteins that are being produced by your cells mm-hmm. are very limited, only a certain amount. But in terms of allergies, your body just like... Opens the floodgates. And yeah, just... screw it. Like, I'm just going to constantly do this overacting and not and stop. And then this is when you then like use medications to control that. Mm-hmm. You know, because... So as I was doing research, like cytosine or cytokines, it's a bad thing. Like... It's they call they have the term cytokine storm, mm-hmm. meaning like you have an uncontrolled amount of this type of proteins, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because it kind of links to COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. So when so? so normally when like the release of the cytokines happens, like it causes your blood vessel walls to like becomes porous. Mm-hmm. which then helps promote like the healing via like inflammation and stuff. But when there's too many of them, it then will cause the blood vessels to become overly porous to the point where like it sort of weakens it and then it then leads to like low blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And then since there's low blood pressure, it then reduces oxygens in your organs, mm-hmm. which then leads to like problems. So in the That's case a chain reaction of so, bad. Exactly. So in the case of COVID nineteen, like, you know, because you have this influx of things because the COVID virus, right? Mm-hmm. So then your body overreacted, produce a bunch of these proteins, and these proteins are like nonstop and start like in a way, like, reduce all the oxygen that's in your body, which then leads to, like, fluid built up in your lungs, which then leads to, like, the lack of oxygen mm-hmm. and then things like that. And because it's, it's not like the virus is, like, this little guy with a knife that's stabbing little parts of your body mm-hmm. and causing you to be injured. It's just there. But by being there, your body's reaction is what causes your symptoms. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, the fever is, again... When you get sick and you have a fever, it's not the disease that's causing the fever. Mm-hmm. Your body is creating the fever to get rid of the disease. Mm-hmm. But we see that as a downside because if you get too hot, your brain is exactly. not happy. Exactly. So. so so like with this cytokine storm, like it's also bad because like these 
cells or like these little things are so small that it can penetrate these so your brain normally has this protective membrane layer that protects mm-hmm. your brain the blood brain barrier yes okay. so this cytokine are so small that it can penetrate through that membrane so they're more proteins not like cells right they're a type of protein okay yeah so they they can like penetrate the the protective membrane that protects the mm-hmm. brain and then like that's when like shit happens you know you start getting like brain stuff <laughs> brain stuff bad <laughs> well like it, it's known to cause like migraines loss of appetite loss of sleep things like that i guess your body could have taken the approach of just let it be things would pass and mm. then it would kind of take care of itself uh or it goes out to war and in going to in the process of going to war it injures itself yeah basically yeah is that a good analogy yeah sure i mean so so i started getting eczema and we don't like i was having asthma at the same time and Mm -hmm. it was pretty bad and And you already have a history of having just general seasonal allergies yeah i do so this i think like this is like the worst i've ever had allergies Mm -hmm. and to the point where like some of the symptoms like of eczema is like rashy skins like you you become scaly to the point like it, mm-hmm. you get like this hard layer of like yellow pus or and then that like dried out and then yeah it's a dried out plasma basically as well i guess it makes sense now that you kind of filled in a lot of holes for me when your blood vessels like mm-hmm. dilate then you have more fluid from your blood vessels mm-hmm. exiting, mm-hmm. Um, especially from the pressure of like your heart and stuff. Uh, so all of that would then exit the skin and create a protective shell yeah. in a way. Uh, and we turn into uh, reptiles, basically. <laughs> like our skin is very soft reptilian scales, uh, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, and this just hardens all of it. Uh, until you get a hard protective shell. The only problem with that hard protective shell is there's already stuff underneath that hard protective shell that is not good, uh, and that's what causes further infections. Mm-hmm. And that's why they put you on antibiotics right. as soon as this was kind of happening. Right. Because, like, it, it's not good. It, it essentially creates a breeding ground for more pathogens, and that just exacerbates. Exacerbates. Exacerbates exacerbate exacerbate okay we'll leave it at that uh the problem (laughs) perpetuates the problem there you go that's the one (laughs) so yeah for for my case i think so it turns out during this process it found out that i'm allergic to a type of chemical i guess i'm using the wrong word here but uh, it's called baxitracin, and it's usually it's used in a, like a topical ointment, usually for like cuts and like minor wounds on the skin. Mm-hmm. So a local antibacterial, basically. Exactly, and neosporin contained this compound, mm-hmm. and so when I had the when I started getting the rash on my hand, um, we put a little bit of neosporins on it, and turns out I'm allergic to that compound, which I've <laughs> never been. Mm -hmm. until that day and so but then we didn't find out about it until like i say a month after once tests were able to be done so we think that caused like a chain reaction on its own which caused your whole body to Mm -hmm. basically say 
I don't. The hell with it. <laughs> I don't think. Let's turn into a dragon. Yeah, I don't think it was entirely of the Neosporin, the Baxitracin in the Neosporin. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, I might already have, like, an early case of eczema, and then just that accelerated the whole mm-hmm. process. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So. so. There, not recommended. N- yeah, there's no. Well, it's everyone's different. They can do so anything about it. Get an allergy test if you or a patch test is what they're called if you're not sure what you're allergic to. Mm-hmm. So, and and take it seriously. Like if if you start getting a lot of uh, scabs out of nowhere and it's just getting worse and worse and worse, like mm-hmm. do go to the doctor. One of the easiest ways to like die or lose limbs is via sepsis and that's when your body just gets an uncontrolled infection Um, and yeah you want to prevent that at all costs so what kind of treatments can someone get if they have a sudden uncontrolled case of eczema which i'm sure is all of our listeners now (laughs) we'll be thinking about this (laughs) well with eczema it's mostly in children Mm -hmm. and and it does happen in adults as well, which in my case, it happened out of nowhere. But it's more common in children than adults. Mm-hmm. But a, 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 num- a certain number of adults do get it. But um, for, in my case, like, since I had so many problems all at once, the only thing, or the the immediate thing they were able to do was to put me on steroids. Mm-hmm. which then helps control the inflammation and dealt with the whole skin situation. But the problem with the steroid that I was on, which is very strong, is that... Um, it essentially tells your immune system to can it with its Right, antics. so it's an immunosuppressant, which makes sense because this whole thing happens is because your immune system is overreacting. Mm-hmm. So what this is doing is like, hey, immune system, like, hold your horses, like, calm down a bit. And that way, let the skin, let the body start to heal itself. Mm-hmm. And before before you go out to your local pharmacist and get some steroids, steroids are like a broad class of molecules as far as, like, yeah. I remember. Uh, so this is likely a very specific kind of steroid. Uh, that's specific for the immune system. I mean, yeah. we've heard of steroids our whole life from like bodybuilders and yeah. athletes and stuff like that. They're likely different kinds of steroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steroid so. is like the short up term. It's I think the it's whole a the class. Whole, of yeah, the stuff. whole. Well, this this type of steroid that I was on, it's called cortical steroid, mm-hmm. and I think cortical cortisol cortisol. I'll put the right word in the show notes. I forget. It's <laughs> but yeah. That's pretty much what it is, and so using that's not it, a good. That's not a good thing. A no, treatment for this. it's in an immediate react like mm-hmm. response. Like if you, in my case, since it was so sudden, I was breaking out to the point where it was uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. The steroid was the only thing, and was the best thing they could have given me, mm-hmm. or that they could give me. And was this, and like within a day or two, everything more everything or less cleared up. I, it didn't clear it up, but it starts to subside. Yeah, There's like no it, more pain. The There's, direction that it was going yeah, in completely made a U-turn. It did. and But the the thing is, like, since it is an immune system suppressant, like... Long-term. Long-term, it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because when your immune system then becomes weak, then you start having a higher risk of, like, infections and other stuff. And I was on antibiotics at the same time. Because I was getting infectious, like, 
my wounds were open wounds and they were getting infected. Mm-hmm. So and like also as soon as the steroids wore off, which you can tell the minute you start stop taking those pills, yeah, everything kind of came back. So that was not a good solution. So is there a no. better treatment? Well, it wasn't a good solution, but it was like something that they could use to. Mm-hmm. immediately control my case mm-hmm. and who knows it might have just been a one-time thing like but uh, it was a three-time thing for me <laughs> though because i the thing is the steroid is so strong so they they had me on a two week at a time so i did two weeks of it every day multiple times no every day and then daily my daily dosage would like decrease over time until the two weeks is complete and as soon as the two week was done, I started to flare up again. And I started to like, my face was swollen. Like I was itchy. I was uncomfortable. I wasn't able to sleep. And so I went back to the hospital. They like, gave me another two weeks, which then within like a day, like all the symptoms or all the problems started to subside. And then two weeks passed when the, the second... Lo and behold. Yeah, it happened again, and it was just so miserable, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, what what was the treatment that may work more long-term than uh, steroids? Right, so um, normally for something like this is like, in a way, you're training your body to, like, get used to these allergens or training your body to, like, be comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Not freak out as much. And not freak out as much. And so the treatment that I... And there are two types of treatment for me. Like, do talk to your doctor if you do have bad cases of eczema. Everyone's different and everyone will react differently. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very much one of those broad class symptoms where you don't know what caused it. And you try, so you have a to medicine, try everything. Yeah, you need a medicine that's going to treat the cause, not the results. Mm-hmm. Because if you just treat the results, then like with the steroids, that treated the results, mm-hmm. not the underlying cause. So yeah. it came back immediately. So yeah. uh, it's different for everyone. So in your case... Uh, this was so they suggested either I do a phototherapy, which is a light therapy, mm-hmm. or I do uh, this new medication that came out a few years now that is approved by the FDA, FDA, and it's called Dupixent injection. It's a self injection where I would have to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I heard of injection, I was panicking because I wasn't comfortable with needles. Mm-hmm. Until now, I guess. <laughs> but with the with the uh, light therapy, they use a type of um, ultraviolet light mm-hmm. ray that, like, I don't really understand how it works, but pretty much what it does is it reduces the inflammation, and that's how it works. Like, it's, it, it's more like spot treatments, mm-hmm. and then it, will re- it helps reduce inflammation. But I don't really understand how, I, and I didn't really look into it. So basically, UVs are closer on the, the electromagnetic spectrum uh, to ionizing radi- radiation. Basically, they cause damage whenever they hit molecules that mm-hmm. are that they hit, uh, and they cause things to change. So, for example, we had an episode a few weeks back at this point uh, about protein folding, mm-hmm. and UVs may cause proteins to fold incorrectly or to f- suddenly change structure. Um, by knocking out an electron that's holding it rigid in place. Uh, so uh, that can both be a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing in that it causes things like skin cancer, mm. but it's a good thing in that it stimulates your skin uh, into 
like repairing itself and making itself more robust. So anytime you get tanned, for instance, that is your skin essentially rebuilding itself. When you get sunburn, you're not burned by the sun. That's your own body shedding away potentially contaminated cells that could cause cancer. It's basically saying, we're going to burn this with fire. Mm. And that's why it feels like you're being burned with fire. Um, but it's your body doing that. It's not the sun that caused it, mm-hmm. which is like kind of weird to get your head around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably what the UV treatment would do. It would stimulate your skin to kind of create more protective barriers, especially if nowadays like we spend all our day inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could potentially have um, an impact. I know also uh, like the reason why you probably all notice this a ton of people need glasses nowadays is because we spend our childhood essentially indoors at school learning like that's not a bad thing in itself but previous generations they did not do that they were out in fields running around like lunatics uh as children do uh but by being outside they got uv exposure to their um cornea i don't know the the terms of the eyes but basically the lens of the eye and that causes it uh, to learn how to focus properly. So, like, your body your body is expecting your eye to get that exposure in its lifetime while it's developing. And that's what causes you not to be nearsighted mm-hmm. in a way. But since all of a sudden, as, like, a generational thing, we're now all in school all the time. All of a sudden, we're getting so much less UV exposure that way that we now no longer like get that exposure while we're growing up and therefore tons more people need glasses uh like soon into their teens or 20s um because they just can't see because their their lens was not uh fully formed um and i always found that fascinating do you know if um we'll get back to eczema in a bit but do you know like i know people who with like depressions use like phototherapy Mm -hmm. like do you know how that works I think it's more of uh, getting um, light exposure into the eye, not not so much like the UVs. Uh, but if if you were to like uh, put it in a stream of like building blocks, when your eye gets exposure from light, it uh-huh. stimulates nerves, which stimulate the brain, which kind of like excites all the receptors in the brain and keeps things going at a natural pace. You've probably heard people that are put in self-isolation, they don't do too well. Mm-hmm. And that's because they stop having any exposure to other people, but also to other stimulus in general. So if you don't get any stimulus, your brain's not getting any stimulus, which is therefore like adds to things that cause depression. It's not a direct connection, but I think that's what it's all linked to. So if you spend all your days uh, in like the northern part of the globe mm-hmm. where half the year you don't get any light at all that is going to cause a drop in stimulation via like one of your senses and that's what's going to kind of help with that um or not help with that but make it worse um and the same goes for like hearing for interacting with people uh like isolation in any capacity whether it's like through a direct sense or through its Uh, whether it's via an emotional connection, that's what kind of causes a lot of forms of depression. And so not like totally related to the UV, at at least as far as I know. Mm. Um, But uh, that's that's kind of all linked up. 
Okay. Okay, back to Eczema. Any <laughs> last things that you wanted to add? Uh, so that's phototherapy. Uh-huh. And then the other thing is a self-injection. Okay. Which is the, the route that I decided to take because the phototherapy would involve me going to the hospital three times a week. And it may be not working. <laughs> and it might not work. It might cause more problems. I mean, all of these treatments are have a lot of side effects. So you pick, take your risk, you know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the time to go to the hospital three days a week for three months. So that's why I decided not to do that, go that route. But I decided with the injection because this new injection is in a way... Um, they develop it, so going back to the inflammation in the body, or not the inflammation, but the the cytokine proteins that like, when it binds, like it gets produced, and mm-hmm. then it also then binds to a receptor that is on the immune cells, and mm-hmm. when it does that, it causes inflammation, mm-hmm. right? So what this new treatment does is a dupixent injection, it it then injects like proteins into your body that then binds to those receptors. So it more or less kicked the cytosine out or cytokine out of the way, binds to that receptor to prevent it from doing that. And then that way, there's no chance of an inflammation flaring up. So it controls it in that way. I mean, of course, it's not going to be able to bind to all the receptors that are out there, but it, it's able to maybe bind to some. Mm-hmm then it will at least like help limit the inflammation. And the great thing about this this new treatment is that it's not an immunosuppressant. So that means you have a healthy immune system and you'll have a better chance of recovering. Mm-hmm, over the know? long term. Yeah. But the, the problem with this type of treatment is that there are lots of side effects and mm-hmm. I'm slightly experiencing that right now mm-hmm. and one of the, the side effects is that eye problems mm-hmm. and the reason for it is because so cytokine it's a big group and in within it there are these types of like other types of proteins that are under this umbrella mm-hmm. and they're called interle- interleukin interleukin i think that's how you pronounce it and dupixent targets um, so the, in short, it's IL targets IL four and IL thirteen, and IL thirteen is used to stimulate uh, this type of cells in your eyes that then help produce mucus mm-hmm. and keeps your eyes lubricated and tears and stuff like that. So since dupixent blocks that, it then now causes your eyes to have problems. So a major thing would be like swollen eyes, like ra- like not rashes, but like dried pink eye, eye, pink eye. You and, could get inflection. And that's because like we tend to think of bacteria being on things that cannot be further from the truth. They are just floating mm-hmm. everywhere. And for the most part, your body deals with this spectacularly and you never notice. Yeah. But as soon as you no longer have any sort of barrier to protect yourself, that's when like problems start. So the whole reason why we have like mucus in our like nose and lungs is to catch any stray bacteria that are just in the air um, and any pathogens there. And we have it in our eye as well. Like mm-hmm. our eye is well lubricated. It's always blinking. It's actually connected to your uh, to your nose. Actually, like whenever you get like a hair in your nose, that could be an eyelash that you lost. Like it's all interconnected there, and it's purely to flush things out. Um, and keep things moving so that way nothing 
can stay there longer than it needs to. So as soon as this mucus in your eye disappears, that's when an infection can start on your eyeball. And that's what you really don't want that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun story on the whole eyeball thing and Mm -hmm. connections and to the brain and stuff. So I came across the story of this guy on YouTube and he has this really special conditions where, so the, um, I don't have, I, okay, I, I don't know all the correct terms here, so I'm going to use like the simplest words to get the idea across, is that the the tear ducts, like the, I guess the vein, the tubes, or the path that connects. The nerve that That connects it. to our eyes mm-hmm. and that connects to our brain, which then, and also we have a, like our, one of our mouth sensory tongue like nerves Mm -hmm. that is connected to the brain so those two are so close to each other that for this guy for somehow they got swap so every time he tastes he would eat something really delicious instead of his mouth firing out this uh, like this sensory his eyes would then do it until he start crying. He would start tearing up because on that side of the face the 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 nerves nerves got got switched. Yeah, it was just so interesting. So every time he would eat something really good, instead of salivating, he would start crying. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a funny story. Yeah, and and that's because in your mouth, like to salivate is not too different than to lubricate your eyeball. Like it's the same kind of process from your body's point of view. So if you have a nerve connected to one and then it's instead connected to the other, your brain is not going to know the difference. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. So wonderful. Don't, I guess, try your best not to switch your nerves around and then you're all good. <laughs> so I, I learned quite a bit with this whole experience. Experience, And I would have to say I don't want it again, but I'm still going through treatment and I'm still having problems with eczema. So always ask your doctor, I guess. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> Talk to your doctor. <laughs> yeah, talk to your doctor. To see if Dupixin is the right medication for you. <laughs> this is not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> and it definitely is not for everybody. And it, d- it does take a very long time for it to know. Like, three months. Yeah. To really know if it works or not. And I'm just like, three months. Like, it could clear it in three months. Like, does that mean it's the medication? Or is it is it my body just, this, just got tired and doesn't want to flare up anymore? Don't know. Mm-hmm. But... Three months, so we're waiting. <laughs> yeah, leave it to professionals uh, to get a better opinion. Because... I feel like uh, most of the time they don't even know. It's ge- They're guessing. Yeah, but they know more than us. <laughs> that's Maybe. That's the key part. I don't know. Um, like, definitely check with your doctor. Check with your pharmacist. Those people will be the ones to, like, n- navigate all the different symptoms and be able to f- ultimately find what it is. Because if it's not this, it's not that your doctor was wrong. It's that this common like first step was not Mm -hmm. the reality of it so then they're going to suggest something else that's more nuanced that might have higher risks or a different set of trade-offs um but you need to navigate that and yeah yeah i mean doctors don't know everything so at least like in my opinion so every time I get treated for something, I would go to the pharmacy. I'm like, so I prescribed this medication. Does it really work this way? Like, what am I supposed to do with it? Like, I don't just take the doctor's uh, word for it. I would uh, like verify it with a pharmacist because mm-hmm. in my opinion, I feel like pharmacists know a lot better about drugs than doctors do. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion. And that's, because that's their job, literally. Yeah. So I trust pharmacists more than doctors, but 
I don't know. Pharmacists in America, eh. <laughs> They're all, eh. But. but the crucial thing is, like, talk to a medical professional, not your family. Like, your family does not know. Unless we your don't family's know. a don't doctor. Don't ask us. Unless yeah, your unless your family's a doctor. doctor. But if it's, like, someone that you trust that's not a doctor, sorry, they're not going to know. Yeah. Uh, so d- definitely do seek multiple opinions from medical professionals as much as you can because they're the only ones that are honestly going to be able to help you. Because, again, you might not know if you listened to someone's advice and it just passed. But their advice had nothing to do with that, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's always a difficult thing. And, of course, you're never going to want to try it again. It's like, let me get eczema again, see if that really works. It's like, you don't want to play the experiment on your own body. Um, but Well, you, you don't control when you get eczema. Your body decides <laughs> when to do it and how mm-hmm. long to do it. Like, there's no cure. Mm-hmm. It does what it does. So trust trust medical professionals as much as you can. Uh, but don't just blindly trust like, do get second, third opinions as much as you can. There's usually, where there's one doctor, there's more. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fun stuff. Thanks for listening to Lynn's wonderful eczema journey. <laughs> she she built up superpowers. She had super armor and <laughs> uh, uh, an intimidation bonus of five. What? <laughs> <laughs> I leveled up. She leveled up. Uh, Okay, on that wonderful note, bye. Bye.